Oh, thank you. What, thank you. Thank what you. am I looking for? What I don't understand what I'm looking for. What do you mean? So I'm recording, right? Okay, yeah, I think you hit I the am, record button. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and it is recording, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It looks you, like you it. You see the you see the movement every time you talk. You see the yeah the red the thing going up and down, right? Yeah, it's like a gray bar. Yeah. That's moving. Okay. Yeah, but it but every time you talk, the the lines are going. You see a bunch of lines, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Anytime you're ready, Tim. All right. So, uh, after 20, 30 minutes of trying to get everything set up and ready to record this episode, uh, we're going to go not live, but pre-recorded in three, two. Welcome back to the Pandemic Guitar Podcast as we celebrate milestone number one, which is finally reaching episode number five. If you're still with us, we appreciate you. And if you're not, well, we hope that you come back and listen to this episode later. A lot of things are happening behind the scenes as we work towards milestone number two. Not sure what that is yet, but I'm Tim. I spend more time editing than practicing while the guy on the other microphone, that is Rick, and he's wondering if I'm ever going to actually practice editing a podcast. Rick, how is it going? Uh, very good, Tim. How are you? Oh, another day, another dollar gone. It seems like every dollar goes out, but no dollars come back in. Yeah, actually, it's not a dollar anymore. It's probably about 50 cents. <laughs> yes, inflation has done us all dirty. Um, yes. Real quick, I wanted to just mention a couple of things. Um, last episode when it came out, I the first couple I posted on Instagram. And this last one, episode number four, I didn't get on Instagram. And I apologize for that. I've been super, super busy. I'm trying to uh, switch jobs, which will allow me a little bit of extra free time. And also, we did mention that we do have a buy me a coffee and we have some pictures and some write-ups that we need to get on there, but we haven't gotten them on there yet. So be patient, please. Uh, I'll get it up there and I'll get some more content up so that everybody can follow along as, you know, have some visual to their favorite guitar podcast. Um, Rick, you got some uh, processing power now. Yes, I did. I bought a brand new MacBook Pro and I think it's going to be pretty good. It's uh, real. It's really nice. Are you recording? Are you using it for this episode or are you still trying to figure out how to turn it on and all that good stuff? I am trying to figure out how to plug it in. <laughs> I have, um, no, I have uh, turned it on. I've uh, did the upgrades on it to get it up to uh, the latest and greatest software, but it's, uh, I haven't worked on it uh, at all. So uh, this week, so I yeah. plan to, but uh, right now I'm using an old Mac mini and it's basically coming to the end of life as Mac calls it. It's way past end of life. I think that's like, what, like a 2011 or something like that? Uh, I think it's, uh, hold on, I can take a look here. It's probably... <laughs> Well, it's a, uh, no, it's a 2012. You're oh, by a year. See, I thought it was a 2011, but still, I mean, typically uh, they, they're supported for about seven years and then they still work, but you can't get any updates for it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it does really work nice. 
I'm I'm very happy. I'll have to look because my Mac Mini is sitting behind me. I haven't had it plugged in for several months. I, I was thinking about like changing it to a file server or or something, trying to find a use out of it. But I kind of got tired of not being able to do any updates or anything like that. So I I upgraded. I have the 14-inch uh, MacBook Pro. And I think that's the same thing you got. I got the same one you got, except mine's mine's faster. It's yeah. mine's space, space gray. Yeah, yours is space gray, which is much faster. We, uh, we verified with SpaceX. And as long as it has space in the name of the color, it is definitely going to be faster. So... <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we are uh, pretty much all Mac. Everything we we run, uh, we're we're working with the good old Macintosh system. Yep, so, we are. Uh, that's pretty much really all we have for new information for this episode. So I wanted to come in and introduce somebody who technically has been on the podcast, but hasn't been on the podcast. And that is because I finally messed up a whole bunch of audio. So we're doing this episode, episode number five, where we are going to introduce our special guest and hopefully a guest that we're going to have on on a, as, as, on a more continual basis, maybe. I don't know. But that is my sister, Rick, your daughter. Uh, right. It's Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm also known as the favorite child. No, no, that is incorrect. Way no, to play. See, you twisted that back on me. Yeah. Yeah. So the when we recorded last time, I said, hey, how do you want to be introduced? Amanda, Mandy, the second favorite, favorite child. child. Yeah, yeah. So you beat me to that. I did. Yeah. So uh, what has been, what is up? What has been going on? Not a whole lot, you know, just hanging out here in Southern California. It's hot. It's expensive. I wanted to find a uh, sound effect, like, uh, I think it's a rap song or something, like, it goes like, California. No, no, no. Um, yeah, out here, the thing is, is you switch it up and you say, California knows how to charge ya. California <laughs> knows how to charge ya. Yeah. I actually, they, they charge you for everything. I bet. Everything. Plastic bags. You Do they, can't. Yeah, you, you, you get they, they charge paper you straws. for a plastic bag. Yep. Straws? Yep. Well, they don't charge you for straws, but it's paper straws that they give out here, and they disintegrate within 2.2 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did, and it was they... actually funny because when we were just back visiting in Iowa, we went to the Target, and they were like, do you want a bag? And I was like, no, thank you. I don't I don't want to pay for it. And the guy was like, are, are you from California? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm not from there, but I live there, and I'm used to paying for plastic bags, so... I was like, yeah, give me all the plastic bags, please. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I yeah. I think doesn't isn't there Aldi's or something like that a grocery store where you have to pay like for sacks? Yes, you do. Or bags. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 If you gotta bring your own bag. Yeah, that's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh I am definitely one of those uh households that has a closet with like two boxes of pasta and 10,000 plastic grocery sacks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Every time mom sends me a box, she sends me multiple garbage sacks. <laughs> so I, I have them. I'm collecting them now. So I'm surprised that your package doesn't have to go through customs and they find that and rip them all out. Yeah. Or just charge it for them. Yeah. Find a way to charge you. Those aren't yeah. coming into this state. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know when we first moved here, someone had said that uh, California would charge you how to breathe or charge you to breathe if they could. So that's yeah. probably true. Watch it. Don't don't let them hear that. I know. I know. So you wanted to come on and kind of tell a story. And I think we talked like a, two or three stories, but uh, you were talking about one in particular that was really funny and it happened over Christmas. Mm -hmm. The only thing I remember, I didn't remember what year it was or anything like that, but I just remember my wife and I, we were over at mom and dad's, you and your husband, you just disappeared for a while. And I was kind of thinking to myself, I, I mean, I hope everything's coming out okay, but you know, you were just gone for a while. Uh, so I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to ask questions. And then I'll let you take over and uh, finish the story. Yeah, so it was uh, Christmas 2017, and I had the idea to buy a cheap Santa Claus outfit and with a complete with the beard and everything, and a big red Santa Claus, uh, you know, bag. And so I, before everybody got to the house for Christmas that morning, I took two pillows from mom and dad's couch and I snuck them in the bathroom. I put them in the shower behind the curtain and uh, I, I snuck off. I put everything in the shower and I snuck off and I went to the bathroom and I changed into this Santa outfit and I put the two pillows I put one um, where my gut is and then I put one behind my butt and uh, I came out down the hall and I just started acting like Santa Claus. And started pulling stuff out of the uh, the Santa sack. And one thing that I really wanted to get dad for Christmas um, that year was a guitar. And obviously, I couldn't afford a new guitar. So the next best thing was a little inflatable guitar that I found from a store somewhere. And um, I, I blew that up and I put it in a Santa bag. And um, I pulled out the guitar and I said, hey, Rick, I got a brand new guitar for you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was yeah, funny. Everybody was laughing. Everybody it it, it was a good one. It was, yeah. I, yes. it was a good time. It was because I like I said, I was like, are, are we gonna get this shindig on the road? What's going on? And all of a sudden out of nowhere you just hear ho 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 and I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? And then you pop around the corner and just start handing out gifts and uh the inflatable guitar was definitely the highlight. It it was quite quite hilarious. I, I still have a picture of the guitar, too, the inflatable guitar. You still have it, right? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. still have the inflatable guitar. It's somewhere. I still have it, though. So uh, you should I can't have, play it. You should have put it in the pictures for our uh, our banner on Buy Me a Coffee. You should have added that to your rack of, of guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah. those are That is a, a piece of my, some of my guitars. Yes, <laughs> some. Uh, <laughs> there's... There's a uh, large tunnel drilled in the side of a remote mountain with a vault door with the rest of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, nobody knows. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely very comical. And I thought that was like 2019. I thought that happened more recently. But you said uh, 2017, I think. 2017, yeah. yeah. And you guys should actually use that one for your project guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, just pump patch. it more full of air. Yeah, bicycle <laughs> patch on the side. Yeah, air patch. Yeah, right. Uh, gorilla tape. Uh, get a get a tremolo in there, and you know the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. How about duct tape? 
it's anything that's strong enough to hold something to something that's what you got to use that's true uh and i don't remember what the other stories that we were talking about i i do remember that we mentioned my um the mishap of my collection of monkeys cassettes because uh Mm -hmm. growing up as a kid i was a big fan at that time of the monkeys i think at that time i don't know if they were reruns or brand new but uh the monkeys had a tv show uh i think i had almost all of the cassettes all uh, they're not albums they're cassettes and uh because i'm not a super clean guy and i kind of just lay things leaving around i had left uh at least a couple of those cassettes they were on the floor for whatever reason uh i don't know if you were not feeling so great or if you just decided that day you really didn't like me um (laughs) but you decided to uh, just get sick all over my cassettes you missed everything else around them no, that's not true because I got some Legos too. I remember that. Oh yeah, there there were a few yep. Legos that were casualty of of the splatter. Yeah, right. So I not only aimed for the monkeys tapes; it was also the Legos. <laughs> You're like, if I have to listen to the monkeys one more time. I think that's why even today, when I hear what is it now, I'm a believer. Like I get a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something from the past, I think. That you you try just... to rip the radio out of your car and throw it out the right. window. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I never watched Shrek because, you know, that, that song oh, all yep. over Shrek. Yeah, but that was redone by Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. 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 So that, that wasn't the monkeys. Right. That's true. But it did. I think it did sound fairly similar. It did. Yeah. And at that point in time, I think I didn't have uh, a job. And so I could not afford to replace all those tapes. Do you want me to replace them for you? No, no, actually, okay. I, I I can't even remember the last time that I have listened to the monkeys. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's just I'm, a, the offers out there. No, I'm good. Um, I, okay. have, I have a couple different music streaming services. I'm pretty sure if I get the itch, uh, I, I've got the, the lotion for it. Yeah, there you go. Was there a third story? <laughs> Dad, you're just yeah. laughing. It's actually pretty funny. There, there was a third story. Okay. This, the story was about uh, you only knowing like three chords of a Nirvana song. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought it was a different song, but then I started surfing through um, a few different Nirvana tabs, and I don't remember what it was now, but it, I think whichever one you mentioned, I think was the correct one. Yeah, I. I can't even remember now. But that's true because I, when I was younger, a couple times throughout my life, I've tried to pick up and, and learn how to play. And I learn little licks or something like that. And I, I tend to just repeat them over and over and over again. I know my wife was about to throw, I don't know which one, but either my guitar or me out of the house when I was <laughs> trying to learn uh, how to play the Star Spangled Banner. Like, she, like, I cannot play it if if she's around. I have ruined that song. <laughs> it happens. I think that I'm actually pretty good at that one now. Practices makes perfect. That's what they say. Uh-huh. Been practicing for a while. I am not close to perfect, so I'm, I'm not so sure if that works. But you know more than three or four chords, at least. We, we've uh, we've You've learned more than what you knew of the Nirvana song. Because that's progress. 
Yeah, right now, um, that Alvin Lee song on acoustic, what the heck's the name of that one? I want, I want to change the world. Yeah, I want to change the world. That's the one that I think uh, the missus is currently getting sick of, but <laughs> I'm, I'm getting pretty close to being consistent. But you know, you have, there's that da-da-dun, da-da-dun, da-da-dun. Right. I figured out a different way to do that section than what the tablature that you sent me. Uh-huh which for me is much easier, but I think my strumming pattern or something is off. So I, I'm getting real close. Cool. Of course, if I grabbed the guitar right now and tried to play it, it would sound like I it was the first time that I ever picked one up. You know what? <laughs> I have a request. Okay. I will Venmo you $20. If You're you in can California. Learn... You can't afford $20. Oh, well, just barely. Okay. But I will do it. If you can learn how to play, okay? Okay. The uh, theme song for Home Improvement. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That is. That's, Do it. That's pretty mean. That's pretty mean. <laughs> it doesn't sound that difficult. Yeah, no. It, it's been a while since somebody's uh, dropped a Home Improvement joke. Um, <laughs> I think so. that that should be your personal like song, your entrance song <laughs> yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I imagine there's probably a copyright or something there that, uh, uh, you know, 10 years from now, when we finally break 100 listeners, it, number 101 will be the guy or gal who owns the copyright to that song, and it'll all go down the drain. Probably. Yeah. You got to watch it with the copyrights. Yeah, yeah, you really do. There's there's a, a guy, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but very, very popular guy, famous guy. Um, and he does, he like breaks songs down. I want to say Joe Bontona or something like that. Yeah, I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, no, Rick Beto. Wow. I was way off. Yeah. Rick Beto. You... Um, he does. I was just watching. I like how he breaks, uh, music down and talks about what makes that. So that piece or this part, uh, so iconic. Uh, but he was doing, I think like a top 20 list of the most iconic guitar intros or something like that. And he got to one intro that he gave you just enough that if you knew, you knew what artist and what song, because apparently if you even play the song, if you mention it, he will just get completely torn down. Yep. That happens. Yeah. So, and I think, I think the, a lot of the Beatles is that way. Like you can't touch it. Yeah. There's a lot of other groups like that too. Yeah. Copyright. One of the new things that we're going to do, and I'm going to let Amanda do this because believe it or not, for the first time, another milestone, we had a few listeners actually, uh, reach out to us with, uh, a, a question and hopefully the questions keep coming but i'm gonna let uh amanda from the question from listeners or the qfl desk go ahead and ask the questions for the listeners um so it looks like the first question that we have um it says i picked up a sweet new jackson and i'm really into hairball metal what guitar strings would you recommend Ooh, okay that's yeah, one for dad uh what yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Con congratulations. I know you're into hairball metal. Yeah. You know your metal, Dad? 
No, this I is don't. Hairball, hairball, hairball metal. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what hairball is. Uh, first of all, the um, congratulations on getting a Jackson. Uh, what strings would I recommend? Well, that's totally up to you. It's first, it's basically a personal type thing. You have to try out different strings to get, uh, different feels and each string feels a little different. Um, I use, uh, uh, on my Gibsons, I use, uh, like 10 gauge strings, which are like Ernie ball or, um, Diario strings and, uh, on my strats and stuff like that. And even on my Chevelle. Uh, type guitars. I use GHS or um, Diarios again, and I use 9 through uh, 42s are my favorite strings. But yeah, I think it's all based on personal taste and feel of the string. Everybody tells me they feel different, but uh, I think they all feel the same. They're metal. So I don't, that's about all I can say about them. So I use the the same ones, I think, that the GHSs that uh, right. you use. That's what I've currently been using. And, and I the believe boomers. the high E is a a, a, a point, was it 9 or 0.09? It's 9. 9. Uh, and, and one of the things that I've noticed on my Squire Strat is that if my fingers kind of get bunched up and it, it that, that high E tends to like slip off the neck and then it's, I can't play it until I release, get the string back on the neck. And I was going to ask you if, that is an issue with the way the nut is set up or if i went to like a 10 uh, you it know could, that it might stay on the neck a little better it could be a problem with the nut you'd have to take let me take a look at it but i doubt it it's probably just the way you're pushing the string you're probably pulling the string down a little bit which is causing it to go off the neck oh yeah i'm definitely pulling it down i just didn't right. know if that was be. something, I don't know if I just, maybe I need to work on how my hand, my posture is or something. But I've noticed that a lot, especially when I'm trying to, the B. So I go, I want to go from uh, B to E. For right. whatever reason, I tend to throw E off the neck. But only on my um, on my Squire. I don't have that problem on my Samick. Huh. I'll have to take a look at it to see what the problem is. I mean, it does seem like you're pulling the string down instead of pushing it flat up against the uh the fret the neck board mm -hmm. and you're actually instead of pushing it straight down you're pulling it down a little bit and that's why it's going off ah interesting so at least that's what i found out yeah so um i guess the correct answer is play around try a different couple strings and find out what feels right yeah i mean the other thing i would say is most strings are around five bucks Six bucks, somewhere around there, five ninety nine. I go around with. I'd start with those and look at those. They do have expensive, uh, like the twelve dollars and thirteen dollars for a set. But you can try them after a while. After you find the set that you really like, you can go up to the the better. They're uh, they're made with a, a little better material, and they last a lot longer. They stay uh, they stay brighter longer and stuff like that. So they're worth that money. Well, there you go. What's what's the next one? Yep. So the next question, uh, what picks do you prefer? I'm having a hell of a time learning and keeping my pick stable in my hand. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't have that problem. <laughs> uh, I've heard, I heard somewhere that you could put a, like a, a little piece of double-sided tape uh, between your finger and the pick to keep it in place. Uh, I, I'm not going to go through that trouble. Um, but 
I was using uh, Metallica, James Headfield. I think they're like 1.16 width or thickness. And right. uh, they have the, on both sides where your thumb and your finger go, they're textured, which helps me keep it in place. Right. But now I have these really cool new Pandemic guitar picks, which has improved my playability by 0.0001%. Um, so now I only uh, misplace or drop my pick every other day instead of every day. Ah, yeah, I I have um, I use heavy picks myself, and um, this may sound a little uh, bizarre or disgusting, but uh, uh, before all the um, yeah, before all of the um, <laughs> thanks for the uh, setup. Are you sure you want to share? Well, you'll you'll see players do this once in a while. They'll take their pick and they lick it, and the saliva keeps when they put their thumb on there or their other the their index finger on there that's what holds it uh, you know gives them more uh, the pick is more stable uh, i am never gonna try to catch a pick at a concert again yep well you you wash them you know <laughs> yeah that's what yeah, speaking of washing <laughs> picks yeah but that's i what, think you washed what, a couple yeah that's what we used to i mean that was the thing before you know i mean a long time ago that's what they did you know and I mean, a lot of guys, you know, used, uh, they took sandpaper to the edge of the pick to rough it up. You know, not the hit part that hits the strings, but the other part, you know, the... Yeah, the the, the part you pinch, hold on yeah. to. Right. Yeah, but then again, you know, there's an old trick that, uh, you know, a lot of people play with the pointed side, but uh, I rotate the pick all the time. I did not even think that that was an acceptable thing to do but i have found myself doing that because if i instead of you know holding it with uh like you normally would if i rotate it you know 90 degrees now my thumb has more surface area to to hold on to the pick right but the thing is for lead guitar i use the pointed end of the pick but for rhythm guitar i use the side of the pick because it's rounder it gives it, it, the sound, it blends the sound easier. It's a lot, um, it's, it, like when you have the sharp, if you take the sharp end of the pick and you go down the strings with it, you can actually hear each string. But if you take the side of the pick and you go down, it's, you can't really grab the string. It's sort of like a light, you go over the strings lighter. So it sort of blends everything in. Huh. That is interesting. I'm going to have to try that. Yes, and I, I learned that when I, I watched uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan on a video, and he does it all the time, plays with now, the side how, of the pick. Okay, and, tell me how, like, okay, when Stevie Ray Vaughan was playing live right. and there were camera crews recording, yep. at that time the technology for recording concerts is the same technology that banks and grocery stores use today to capture uh, videos of criminals getting away. Uh-huh. I don't know. How, how how did you see that? Oh, close-ups and stuff like that. They, You can actually, uh, there are some things of uh, Stevie Ray and close-up of his right hand and his left hand, and you can actually see him turn the pick around, and or you can see him playing with the side of the pick. So he may not have done it intentionally, but... Sure, looked like he did. Have you ever heard of a guitarist not using a pick? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can tell you one right now, Lindsey Buckingham. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of them. They, it's a certain you get a different sound without a pick. Mm -hmm. It's a more mellow. And I don't know. 
I don't know if he uses his nails instead. Some of them do. Yeah. But, but I know uh, Lindsey Buckingham, formerly from Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. he was well known for not using a guitar pick. Right. Joe and Bonam- he's a great guitarist. Joe Bonamassa uses a guitar pick and he switches from a guitar pick to he plucks the strings to get a certain tone out of the string. It's a totally different sound other than the pick creates. Have you ever, um, you know, for uh, if you want to like shred like really fast, have you ever taken and put a pick on a cordless drill and then just let that thing fly around? Oh, I've seen somebody on YouTube do that. (laughs) I've seen Tim Taylor do that. That's a Tim Taylor move. That is that is definitely a Tim Taylor move. I'm going to have to try that. I have never even like I thought that if. If I ever did, if I ever turned my pick or did, like I've tried a few um, uh, finger picking songs, you know, uh, Dust in the Wind is one that I can think of. Um, Wanted, I think it's Wanted, Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi, uh, or no, uh, or on the, is it? Yeah, Wanted, Dead or Alive, that's the one. And I think, I think those are the only two that I can, I've been playing around with. I know, okay, so here's one. Uh, I know you had mentioned at one time that you were interested in learning more classical guitar. Yeah. Is, I would think that classical guitar would be more finger picking than using an actual pick. Yeah, it is. Um, there are some players that do use uh, their fingers, but then there are also, uh, finger picks too, that one attaches to your thumb and, you got some that attach to your finger that have a point. They actually, oh, like like banjo players. Well, they have yeah. They have they extend the nail like it's like an extension of the nail, and it wraps around the fingers. And yeah, there are, there are people who play like that too. So yeah, at one time I was thinking about it, but then uh, I decided against it. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the only kind of guitar you don't have, Dad, is an acoustic, right? That is correct. I do not have one. I was actually looking the other day for whatever reason. I saw, I must have seen something somewhere uh, as I was surfing the the great uh, internet. And it made me kind of think, well, wait a second. How much is a 12-string acoustic? Because I have a 6. And I was like, let's see how much a 12-string are. They're quite a bit more. Yep. I was I was shocked. I mean, you can even get a, uh, a fairly decent... A uh, six-string acoustic, I think. What a Mitchell is like 160 bucks, right? For a standard dreadnought, but then you want you want to get a 12-string, and it seems like your price instantly jumps up to uh, like six, seven hundred dollars. Yep, it all depends on the make. I don't know if I'd. Uh, well, I have never played a Mitchell, so I can't really comment on it. But Taylor makes a nice, nice uh, acoustic guitar, and the best one is Martin. I wish I could get a Martin at some point. Well, just play the lottery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except if I play it, I owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, there's some sort of fee every time you touch it. Yeah. Uh, and then actually the last question, it actually relates to uh, the last episode as well, because we asked the question about uh, hearing protection. So what was that question? Yeah, that question was, I attend concerts all the time. A few years back, I saw a pitch on Shark Tank for Vibes High 
Fidelity earplugs. I instantly ordered a pair and love them. Give them a try and let me know what you think. Oh, they, wow. Yeah, they, so they are actually really great hearing protection for concerts. And well, I guess I don't really have real life experience in concerts, uh, but I do have experience in uh, football arenas, hockey arenas, and um, karaoke bars. And they actually work really well. Huh. And I couldn't find them. I when I went to the REO Speed Sticks uh, concert, REO Speedwagon Sticks concert, I couldn't find them. So I was a little bummed out. Right. I just ordered a pair of those. Oh yeah, yeah. You were telling me about those. Are, yeah. Are I, they... I just ordered a pair, and uh, they should be here in a few days. And those are uh, for the Joe Bonamassa concert we're going to. So I... Joe, you better crank it up to eleven. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got a funny feeling that he'll do that. So how do, how do these differ from just like the little spongy cheap ones that you put in your ears and then you throw away? So, okay. So the ones like the vibes, they actually have a, an opening, a tunnel through them. So it allows some noise and some frequencies in but it deadens the sound instead of like if you were to get the foam earplugs that you take to the range that just kills or muffles everything right. so okay. when you look at hearing protection for loud venues concerts it's designed to allow you to hear everything but it it drops that volume down still allowing everything to be as clear as if you were not wearing hearing protection right they um the better the earplugs themselves the ones that are made for concerts and stuff like the vibes are actually attenuators, and they yep. they they take and they 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 don't they try not to change the sound that comes in they just lower the decibel where the the other earplugs themselves muffle the sound so you're not getting the true sound coming through yeah, that's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those would come in handy for my kind of concerts because I usually just use little spongy ones. And it, it, you're right, it is like just like a muffled, you know? Right. Yeah. A muffled sound. Kind of takes away from the experience a little bit. Yep. So um, with the the vibes, you can still have a normal conversation when you're standing next to somebody while you're at the concert or the venue, uh, when you just put those styrofoam or sponge ear whatever in, it you, you can't hear what the person next to you is saying because it just kills the sound. Right. So I actually, because I couldn't find my vibes, uh, I went online. I did a little bit of searching and looking, and I and I thought about you know uh, just getting another pair of vibes. But then I found another uh, company that offered a few more features that I actually thought were interesting enough that I wanted to give them a try. And I think these are. I can't. I don't know if if you order it through this other company, but they're actually called uh, Minuendo. And the website's uh, minuendo.com. They have a 21 dB uh, uh, noise reduction, 
But what's cool about these is they come in a soft travel case that has a zipper and it has a lanyard that holds each earbud and each earbud has a magnet in it. So when you're not wearing them, it, it actually clips together. So it's like a necklace. And then when you want to put them in, you slip them apart, put them in your ears and each one has a little lever so you can adjust the amount of reduction. It's, it's all manual. There's no batteries or anything like that. So there's a few extra features there. I haven't really had the opportunity to try them out. And I'm really hoping that they work well because if not, then I could have saved myself a little bit of money by going with the Vibes mm -hmm. high fidelity earplugs, which are phenomenal. I've had them, I've used them, and I, I love them. So that's enough shameless plugs for companies that we do not get any money from because they don't sponsor us or anything like that. Well, I'll tell you what, that's pretty much all I have, but maybe we talk a little bit about the project guitar. I know that, uh, Rick, you've been super busy uh, inspecting yeah. that thing and figuring out what's going on. Yep, I have. I've done a lot of... I've done... I've actually uh, taken the strings off the guitar and um, taken the neck and uh, basically cleaned the neck, um, removed the tuners. And what I mean a clean, I did a thorough cleaning of the neck. I removed the tuners. I removed uh, the uh, all the dirt and scuff off of it and grunge marks and stuff like that that were on it. It has a... It has an ebony, not an ebony, but a rosewood fingerboard on it. There was um, the uh, grime from your hands and stuff like that. There was a little bit of that between the strings and the frets and stuff. And a lot of it was dust and dirt, but I still had to take and I had to scrape it off of the, off of the fretboard and clean it up. So I, I did that. I cleaned the fretboard thoroughly. Then uh, because it's rosewood, I oiled it. I put oil Wait, on what it. What kind of oil did you use? Oh, it's a, it's an oil from uh, Dunlap. It's a lemon-based oil. What it does is it brings out the rich, richness of the um, of the frets. But anyhow, I oiled the neck, got the got the uh, got everything all nice and pretty. Then um, I took a good look at the frets. The frets are in good shape. I didn't have to recrown them. I had to um, on the very edges. I had to file them down a little bit and crown the edge with a some special files. Don't use a regular regular files for that. You'll scratch and ruin the uh, ruin the I neck. Can't, I can't use uh, nail files. <clears throat> yeah, you could probably use a nail file, but I wouldn't use a like a wood rasp on it or anything <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> don't use or, a cheese grater. To yes, buy. or or a Dremel. <laughs> you know, high speed Dremel. I wouldn't use any of them. So uh, I did fix. Uh, I did find a fret that was a little high. One one of the frets. I took care of that, and then I installed the new tuners on it. And uh, got the neck back into really nice shape uh, with it. And I did um, I did uh, take a lot of pictures, and we'll get those pictures out to everybody. They want to, they would like to see it. And then um, next week, I think I'm going to have. Uh, I got a lot to talk about with the body, uh, including a crack. Oh yeah, we found I found the crack in the body. Not it's for for a fen, uh, for a for a fender type body. Uh, that's not uncommon. Okay, where I found the crack, it's right in the back of the neck pocket. 
but uh, I did fix it. It just takes a few minutes to fix it, and then it's off on its merry way, you know. And you uh, you replaced the tuners too, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, I took off the tuners. One of the tuners had a missing cover on it, so I took uh, I pulled the tuners off and I put brand new tuners on there, spanking brand new. So and they're uh, yeah, <laughs> they're spanking so brand, brand new you had to spank them before you put that, them on. That's right. They were fresh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested and I know that you've uploaded all the pictures. We just got to get that put together and, uh, put up so that if you're interested in seeing, uh, what Rick's working on, you'll be able to. And right. I really can't wait. Cause for me, the, the neck is cool and I, I like seeing all that, but I don't have the tools, uh, nor the knowledge to like file down the, the, um, the frets or replace frets or anything like that. So it's cool. I'm interested, but what we're finding out with the body itself is actually interesting. And now I find myself like, uh, how do I make sure that doesn't happen to my guitars? Uh, yeah, it's very easy, but you know, Hey, you know, when I, I built, I've built a, quite a few guitars and, um, uh, Fender style, the, the, uh, Strat uh, Stratocaster style guitars, and I always brace the neck pocket because it does crack. And uh, when it cracks, it's bad news. And this particular crack was a small one. It was just probably started maybe a few years ago. Um, but still, it was caught in time before it snapped a piece of wood out of there. And then, of course, if you can find the piece, you can get it glued back in there. But if you can't find the piece, then you sort of got to start cutting and chiseling out wood and get a piece in there to support it correctly. So. Yeah. So we'll talk about the body right. in the next episode here in right. two weeks. And I've got an idea, uh, give you a little bit of time to think about it. I've had a little bit of time, so I kind of know what my answer is going to be. Um, but the question, uh, one of the topics that I'd like to talk about on the next episode is, is there a perfect number of guitars to own and how many is too many if there is such a thing? Uh, so that's going to be an episode, this episode, episode number five. Amanda, thanks for being on. Um, hopefully you'll come back, hang out a couple times. Yeah, we'll see. Are you paying me? We'll Read see. some more. Um, Absolutely I can not. Yeah, yeah. I can also do a weather report. No, that'd be great. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. In yeah, yeah it's in the style it's more of metal. About humidity. Uh, move move your guitars upstairs, downstairs to a different state. Right. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's it. We'll see everybody in two weeks.